this sovereign short is dedicated to Chris Pasquini. He held the Triforce high. The following is a presentation of the Sovereign Tech Podcast feed. The man of tomorrow is here, and I get the great honor <laughs> uh, of reviewing in this Sovereign Shorts, where, you know, we keep it short and, uh, uh, you know, talk about, usually it's a single topic situation, uh, but where I get to uh, review the newest console to, uh, video game console to get released on the planet. And oh no, we're not talking about the Switch OLED model from Nintendo or anything like that. But we are talking about something from Nintendo, and that is none other than the Legend of Zelda Game and Watch. And you say to me, "Oh, Stallion, that's not really a console." Well, no, technically it is, um, and it has multiple games. Of course, I guess if we made the prerequisite that uh, a console is only something that you can install other games on, I mean, you can hack these things, but. Anyway, <laughs> all of that aside, I just have a lot of fun talking about, you know, going to the store and getting the latest console. This is something that I had pre-ordered. Um, they had announced it at a, uh, you know, during a Nintendo Direct months ago in 2021. Um, and I pre-ordered it that day on Best Buy. Um, and <laughs> so I've been waiting all that time. I mean, I want to say, what was it, May when this officially got uh, announced, I think? Um or, it was, or maybe it was like late April is when they also announced, I mean, because it, it's Zelda's 35th anniversary, which is why they did this. It's why they did the re-release of Skyward Sword for the Switch, uh, you know, as well as some other things. As I've said before, I'm frankly surprised at how little overall is being done for Zelda's 35th or, you know, for Link's, I guess you could say, uh, 35th anniversary. Um considering how much was done for Mario's uh, 35th anniversary, which was the year previous. And I mean, there was a lot, right, that we got out of that. Uh, so maybe there's more to come yet once we get past the holiday season of 2021. But for now, this is what we have. Um, and Mario got a similar release, though I have to say the Game & Watch release for Legend of Zelda it blows away. Um, what they put out for Mario. Not that that, of course, I did a review for that on Sovereign Tech as well. Not that the release for Mario was in any way weak or, you know, not worth it. Um, but you're definitely getting a lot more bang for your buck with the uh, Game & Watch for Legend of Zelda. So for those that don't know what this is, it's a, I mean, it's smaller than, you know, I, I would say 99% of smartphones out there. Uh, it's single screen. Of course, game Zelda itself is not unheard of in the Game & Watch series. The Game & Watch series is just what it's what it sounds like. It was something Nintendo did way back in the day in the 80s um, where they had like this, you know, little LCD games with this. And maybe you've seen the character in uh, like Smash Brothers games, right, where it's like Mr. Game & Watch, um, where it's this little, you know, black LCD character that can, you know, flip pancakes or whatever the hell else that it, that it does in, in varying little games. Um, and these were, you know, little, little portable, you know, kind of way before there were game boys. Um, and again, before there was even a NES, um, game and watch, they were just these little handheld LCD games, kind of like the tiger games. If you remember those, uh, well, I'll never forget them. <laughs> Not to say that they were great. Uh, 
And, but they would also, so they had a game on it and then they could also tell the time, right? That's why it's game and watch. Uh, and that is what they're sticking to with these modern releases. Uh, you know, first one to come out in 2020 and the next, and of course the most recent now out in uh, 2021. And the official release date was November 12th, uh, 2021. I went and picked mine up, uh, from Best Buy, you know, because they, they, they hold it for you for however long. And I'll, I'll put a link to the show notes, uh, or a link in the show notes to the launch trailer, uh, for this console. <laughs> Um, so you can, you know, really, really see it in action. Um, but what you're getting here in this little handheld, which, you know, all right, hold on. I, I, cause I, I got to bring this up. So I played and carried around with me, my Mario game and watch, you know, 35th anniversary one, uh, quite a bit ever since I got it. Like, even if I was just, you know, traveling or visiting somewhere, it's so small and so, and seemingly pretty tough. Um, I would just toss it in like a pocket in my backpack or whatever, wherever I went and would always have it. So, and I played it a lot, but I swear to you that the battery on that thing, I think maybe I've charged it twice in its entire lifetime and the battery just doesn't die. I, I don't get it. Maybe I just don't play it as long, but like, I'm also impressed that it will sit at sleep mode seemingly for months on end and you'll just hit the power button and boop, there it is. And there's still tons of battery life on Un I don't know what the deal is there, but unbelievable. Granted, it's a very simple thing what it's doing, right? Cause the original Mario game and watch, uh, you know, had, uh, the original super Mario brothers on it. Um, and then it also had, you know, it had lost levels and it had a Mario version of a game and watch game. Okay. Uh, which the Legend of Zelda one, by the way, also has a Zelda version of a Game & Watch game. We'll talk about that a little bit. And again, it was a great package. I really liked it. I mean, even though it really only had two games plus the Game & Watch game, so you could say three, more or less, um, I felt it was worthwhile. Now, it cost, you know, $49.99. It was $50, right? Which is about how much, you know, the original Mario Brothers or Super Mario Brothers would have cost you, uh, you know, back in the 80s when it came out. And the Legend of Zelda uh, Game & Watch also came in at the same price. But I got to tell you, you're getting again, a lot more bang for your buck with the Legend of Zelda Game & Watch. Um, for one, it has, it's not just, you know, three games. Now it's four. Um, there are some interesting omissions, but I can explain why those omissions were made. Or at least one of them. But essentially what you have here with the Legend of Zelda Game & Watch is, you know, a very, very tiny screen. I mean, not, you know, barely a couple inches, right? <laughs> I mean, it's not, all right, it's not very tiny, but it's, it's tinier um, with an, with an odd, a bit of an, well, not an odd aspect ratio, but you can see when you play one of the games where it's very stretched, but they, you know, they, they worked on that. Um You've got a D-pad to the left here. You have the B and A button, select and start uh, on the right-hand side. And then you have a button for game, which allows you to get to the game selection. Then a button for time, which will bring up the, the clock right away, which, by the way, is a very nice clock. Like It, uh, it goes through an entire 12-hour cycle of Link beating the first Legend of Zelda game. Um, well, the clock can actually, depending upon which game you have going, you know, can kind of change up, but it's cool. Cause you can pick up, like if you have the clock running, which a difference here than the Mario one is you can turn on and off the auto sleep mode. So you could actually leave this running, you know, for as long as it'll go. And like I said, the battery life's amazing on these things. Um, 
you could just pick it up and you could start playing in the clock, <laughs> which is, which is pretty cool. Uh, and then there's a pause and set button, which lets you, you know, adjust volume, uh, you know, like screen brightness and any other, f- uh, necessary features. Um, volume thing. I, w- I want to bring that up really fast. Uh, because the, the one thing I'm not bringing up, Oh, and it charges with USB-C and has a power button. Okay. Um, great that it charges with USB-C, but the volume, the, the issue I've had with each of these, fuck, I wish they'd have a one eighth jack on them, you know, a headphone jack because spe- you know, with, with Mario, it's not so much because with Mario, you can hear the music in your head. Yeah, it's true with Zelda. Largely you could do that as well. Um, but if you want to play, you know, quietly, um, you, you're just, you, you can't, you're not going to be able to hear any sound. And that can be a problem, especially with Zelda, where there are a lot of enemies where like the sound that they make is kind of like sounds are you're reliant upon those. Um, so I, I, I feel like I'm annoyed that neither of them have had a headphone jack. I doubt that that's going to change anytime soon, but boy, it would have been nice. And you know, these little handheld consoles are big enough, uh, you know, to, to have a one eighth jack. It's not like they're that thin, uh, by no means. But the little speakers on them do very well. I just wish I could, you know, play them without, you know, and hear hear the sounds and, and the music. I mean, the, just the classic music to come from these games, uh, you know, with, with a pair of headphones. But that's not happening here. And, and you know, now that I say it, I, I haven't tried plugging in headphones to the USB-C port. Hold on a second. Okay, well, through the magic of radio, <laughs> I just tried plugging in a pair of uh, USB-C headphones as well as uh, headphones with the USB-C adapter. And that did not work. That would have been a neat trick <laughs> if, if they had allowed for that. Um, but they did not anyway. Uh, so the games that you are getting here, uh, it is, you know, a who's who of classics. You are getting, uh, the legend of Zelda, of course, the very first one, uh, you know, from, from the 1980s, you're getting its sequel from the 1980s. Also Zelda to the adventure of link and, and this is, you know, kind of a shocker where they, they put it above board of the, the Mario edition of Game & Watch. Um, you're also getting Link's Awakening for in the original Game Boy version at that. Um, it is not the DX version. And it's interesting that this gets included considering that Nintendo, you know, just in the past couple of years released uh, a remake of Link's Awakening for the Switch and a very good one at that. And then, of course, there's the Zelda-themed Game & Watch game on it that looks like an LCD kind of game called Vermin, which is basically whack-a-mole with, you know, a character that looks like Link, or at least his head does. Now, there are some other games, kind of games, included in this as well, where you can, there's like a timer mode where you can take on, you know, how quickly can you defeat these 21 enemies, um, which is really interesting. I mean, so there's stuff here that is unique to the game and watch device itself, um, which, you know, I don't know that any of it makes it worth $50. I mean, it was hard to say that, that like the Mario game and watch was worth 50 bucks, right? Even though being able to play lost levels uh, was really slick. But when you think about, you know, well, super Mario all-stars and some other things, that, you know, makes it really easy to play those games just about anywhere. I don't, I don't know, you know, how, how 
it, it's because it's not just that either. Like, okay, Super Mario Brothers is just one of the greatest games of all time. Lost Levels, equal or equally, I would say even, you know, granted it's very difficult, but it's one of the greatest games of all time. You know, it's just more of Super Mario Brothers, essentially. Um, but at the end of the day, those game, the Super Mario Brothers games, at least those original ones, all the way up to, I would argue, you know, up until we get to Super Mario World, are fairly short affairs, right? And they're not complex. Uh, well, I, again, some of that can be subjective, but bottom line being, you know, they're, they're fairly simplistic games. They're beautiful in that simplicity, but they're simplistic as to where the Zelda games, including the three on, you know, available here, uh, maybe Zelda two, not so much, but including the three available here, uh, are, you know, multi-hour, you know, action RPG style games. I mean, these are games you could you know, spend months on, you know, if you, if you really wanted to, um, you know, these are, you're getting a lot more, even though you're only getting one more game and you are getting games that are available in a million ways, uh, you are getting essentially a lot more game by hour than you did with the Mario brothers, uh, game and watch. And so, you know, with that, I, I do put it as, okay, yeah, it's, it's worth the 50 bucks. It's a collector's item maybe, you know, and, 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 a, a nicety, but I do think it ends up being worth the $50 with the amount of games that you're getting. And, you know, it's amazing how many people I talk to that have never played these games. Um, and I think they're well worth it. Uh, the original Zelda, I still think holds up really well. I mean, you're going to have a lot more fun if you watch a guide, um, especially to see, wow, just how many tricks and how many secrets and all this other stuff are actually in that game. Um, would it have been great if uh, a link to the past was on it? Yes. A lot of people were wondering, why isn't it? Well, I mean, one of the big reasons is, you know, they have um, a set style for these game and watch devices. And that set style does not include another four buttons, you know, to be able to, uh, you know, playable, mashable buttons uh, to be able to play, you know, and take advantage of everything that you need to do in A Link to the Past. So that's really what it comes down to, is that th this present game and watch design is definitely made just for Nintendo games and Game Boy, uh, you know, up until say the Game Boy Advance. So while it's a curious omission that it doesn't have that it, they didn't go with, uh, you know, Link's Awakening DX, which was for the Game Boy Color that again had that colorization and then some other optimizations as well um, and additional stuff. You know, it's curious that they didn't do that, but you know, like it's not as that that's, that's odder than it is that they didn't do link to the past. Like I totally understand why that didn't happen. Now, as far as how does it feel to play these games? Um, I mean, the original legend of Zelda is just an, you know, an absolute classic of classics. If one wanted to argue is the greatest game of all time, I'm not going to argue against you. Uh, it feels great. Like the controls, I mean, the D pads a little tiny, but overall the controls, you know, feel really good. Um, Zelda two, I, you know, I'll, I'll admit it. Um, I've never beaten this game <laughs> and, and I think I'm going to, and, and I think this is true for a lot of people. I think a lot of people are going to use this device to, to finally get through Zelda two, <laughs> because that game is such a pain in the ass, even though I think there are like really great ROM hacks out there that make it a much more enjoyable game. Um, you know, this might be the time to go through Zelda two. Uh, the game that I'd probably play the most on here, ironically, or maybe it's not ironically, is what I think is the best 
of the of the package, and that is Link's Awakening. Um, this is one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, actually, the greatest and number one Sovereign Tech listener of all time, and he will always be remembered, and he always will be, uh, Chris Pasquini, his favorite game of all time was Link's Awakening. Um, and I can't help but think of him every time that uh, that, that, that I play it. In fact, um, that with the remake of Link's Awakening was what in, what what basically inspired me to finally get a Switch because I was happy and I still have a back catalog on my 3DS that I haven't gotten to, um, and I could have just kept playing that for fuck until today, you know, to, to get through uh, so many games like Cold Sep Revolt and a bunch of other ones that I still haven't even touched um, on the 3DS. But that remake, I know it excited Chris and fuck it excited me, and well. He, he's missed, but especially, you know, with the version on the Switch and now this very, very well done uh, compact version on Game & Watch, uh, none of us have to miss playing Chris's favorite game. Um, with Now, it's interesting, so because, again, Link's Awakening was originally for the Game Boy, so it has that, you know, puke green color. It has a little more of a grayish tinge to it. Uh, the screen is not the normal aspect ratio of the Game Boy. So you can actually switch between it filling the entire screen or going to the original mode where it's, a you know, a, basically a one-to-one perfect square. Um, and it, it's fine either way. It looks a little stretched when you're not playing in the original mode, but, you know, again, it, it's it's the classic, right? It's Link's Awakening, and it, and it plays uh, absolutely beautifully. And that really is a game that you can play over and over again. Um, Nintendo has added in some nice little, like, cheat codes and secrets into some of these games where for example in most of them you can hold down the a button for five seconds before you start the game uh you know before you when you're like at the put in your name screen uh and it will give you full hearts um there are some other nice secrets uh, that they have built into these games which i thought was really nice again gives you some degree of replay value uh i would argue that you know you can i mean if you're a speedrunner, you're going to replay a lot of this shit anyway you know, but I don't think that the controls are like that D pad is really tiny. I don't know how well that works for speed running. Uh, regardless, you know, this is a very nice package and you know, one of the best secrets I felt, and, and there are a lot to go through. I'll link in the show notes to, uh, to some of them, um, on the back. And this was a nice new feature on the back. There is a Triforce on the back of the, of the device. And <laughs> when the lights are out or actually really in, in, even in broad daylight, I feel like you could kind of see it. Um, but particularly when the lights are out, the, the Triforce on the back of the game and watch lights up nice touch, another nice touch. Um, and speaks to, I think a lot of companies, you know, wanting to get more into eco and sustainability and all of this, uh, the, and I really wish they did this with the Mario one, but the package that the packaging is essentially the exact same as the Mario Game & Watch. Um, but now the box that the device rests in when you pull it out doubles as a stand. And it has, like, to the left of it, you know, it has a nice little Triforce. It has a cutout so you can easily pull out the device and also, if you wanted to, leave a USB-C, you know, leave it plugged in. Um, and, it, and it looks nice. I mean, it's cardboard. It's black cardboard. But it it's a nice touch. Um, I know there's like a little mini industry <laughs> around making stands for these things, even though really you could use any plate stand if you wanted, uh, or, you know, mini plate stand, but I really like this thing. And it's one that I would definitely play a lot more than I would, uh, the Mario brothers game and watch. 
just because there's a lot more to play here just by hours, you know, just by length available in these games and the complexity. Uh, there's just a lot more to do here and I will be going through Zelda two, um, on this. That's, that's going to be my, you know, fun time with it and <laughs> try and justify the purchase other than it looking, you know, than it looking nice, um, you know, in, in the entertainment room. And now these are being sold for a limited time, just like was true for, for the Mario game and watch. But you know, here's the thing, folks, um, as exciting as it is to get it on launch day, right? The new console, <laughs> uh, the Mario game and watch, you can still buy often enough for even less, or maybe like $10 more than when it first hit retail. Um, even though it's, you know, well out of production. Um, also I don't think a whole lot of people are going to hold on to these. I mean, because in many ways, because again, you can get these games on a million different devices. You can play them on switch online. I mean, there's, there's plenty of ways to, you know, to play these games. Um, I don't think any, you know, people aren't going to take them too seriously. And I think if somebody was selling their collection, it'd be one of the first things they'd get rid of. Um, so, you know, don't worry if you don't get one right now or later on, you decide that you want one or whatever. Um, I do hope that there are more, uh, I would like it to get to the super Nintendo era. I don't know if it's going to get there. Um, but I would, I really, really love for, I mean, I totally take a Metroid, uh, you know, game and watch, um, cause that 35th anniversary is hot and happening too. And of course, Metroid's going through a bit of a re renaissance, uh, with the success and deserved success of Metroid dread. But that's one where I feel that maybe they would switch if they are going to do, if they're going to release Super Nintendo games, maybe Metroid would, you know, bring in that charge of, you know, I, it's just hard to imagine a Metroid collection without, um, you know, without Super Metroid, right, for the Super Nintendo. Uh, I mean, I'd love to see a Metroid one that also, I mean, if, if they're going to be putting Game Boy games on, yes, it'd be fine to have Metroid 2 and not the Samus Returns version for the 3DS. Uh, but I would love to have Metroid zero mission or Metroid fusion. I mean, zero mission is, is a remake of the first game. Um, I, I think that'd be brilliant, uh, if, if they did that. So, you know, but again, that was for the game boy advance and, you know, we're talking about shoulder buttons and other things, Th this body type can do it. So there's no reason that they can't do it, but, uh, we'll see. I hope they do more. I get the sense that this is selling pretty well, but you know, Time will tell uh, what we do end up getting in, you know, in 2022, uh, along with I'll take a Metroid game and watch and some news around Metroid Prime 4. And maybe we can get that Metroid Prime trilogy on Switch uh, finally. So anyway, uh, I'll wrap this up here. Uh, I think this is a total buy, but you've got to be into Zelda, you know, for it to be worthwhile. Um, there's a lot of fun to be had on it, especially if you're a retro gamer, you know, and you don't even want to bother with a Switch. There's, there's good times to be had on these little game and watches and they do look nice when you, when you line them up or whatever. So if you're into having some shit on your shelves, you know, you could do worse, uh, than, than these little devices. And they do make very nice clocks. I gotta say. Uh, and again, there's a lot of hidden little, I don't want, I wouldn't even call them mini games, little like mini game plays. Maybe you could call them that are, that are on this. It, it makes for an interesting package. So do check it out. Um, I am very pleased to have mine and that will wrap up this sovereign short. I will see all of you woo, on the other side.